Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience, featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hi, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the August 9th episode of the bull bear banter. Today, I'm joined by Cheyenne Dunham. Cheyenne, how about a recap of the grain markets this week? Sure, Tom. September corn closed down three quarters cent today at four ten and three quarters. That was up about eleven cents from where we left off last week. December corn closed down a half a cent at four seventeen and three quarters, and that was up about eight cents from where we left off last Friday. Switching over to soybeans, we rolled from August to November recently, so we'll focus on November beans this week. Those closed up eight and three quarters cent at eight ninety one and three quarters today, which was up over twenty three cents for the week. So even though corn slipped off a little bit today, and we had a lot of back and forth this week in the trade, overall we did manage to gain from where we left off last Friday's close. Well, for the big story this week, I'd say we saw a lot of ebb and flow with the grain markets. We saw some dry weather in the eastern Corn Belt, but that was overshadowed by concerns about the trade news from China. Both the trade and producers seem willing to wait and see ahead of the August WASDE report that comes out on Monday. So we thought we'd keep things fairly short this week and have a special feature on Monday afternoon with those report numbers. With that, let's get into some bull bear points for the week. Tom, on the bull side for corn, Monday's crop progress report showed corn crop development continues to be behind schedule with 78% of the crop silking versus the five-year average of 93% and 23% of the crop in the dough stage versus the average of 42%. Condition ratings have also slipped slightly this week, down to 57% of the crop rated good to excellent. We're seeing some estimates ahead of Monday's WASDE report that corn acres may not be the 90.7 million that the USDA believes. Reuters put out an average estimate of about 88 million acres with a yield projection of 164.9 bushels per acre which combined would drop production down 682 million bushels from July's number. Well, Cheyenne, I think while there was a minor decrease in the week's crop conditions for corn, on the bear side, I would say that many in the trade were expecting it to be slightly bigger decline in the good to excellent rating. Friday's CFTC report last week showed that funds backed off their net long position by around 41,000 contracts last week, which would put them at about 112,000 contracts long. Still a lot of corn that they're sitting on, but uh, they've been reducing that. U.S. corn exports continue to be disappointing. Exports for June came in at 3.069 million metric tons, or about 121 million bushels. This was the lowest June total since 2013, and almost 25% less than our May report. While the Reuters survey you mentioned showed a decrease in production estimates, I think that could be somewhat countered by a bump in the U.S. carryout, so we'll have to see how that works out. Looking at the South American crop, CONAP has bumped Brazil's total for 2018-19 crop by an estimated 800,000 metric tons, mostly due to an increase in Safrina crop estimates. We've been missing the weather and logistics struggles down there that normally offer the U.S. market some support in the summer. Tom, on the bull side for soybeans, this week's crop progress report showed no change in the soybean crop conditions rating. Crab blooming is at 72%, that's 15% behind the average, and 37% setting pods compared to the average of 63%. Unlike corn, we are seeing some strength in the soybean export numbers. U.S. soybean exports for June came in just shy of 3.2 million metric tons, or 117 million bushels, 
and that was a record high for that month and two and a quarter percent higher than May. Of that number, 1.73 million metric tons was headed to China. Going back to Friday's CFTC report, the funds added 15,000 contracts to their net short position as of last Tuesday, so that puts them at about 53,500 contracts short at this time. On the bear side for soybeans, we've had some push and pull in the soybean market this week, mostly related to trade rumors that China had suspended imports of U.S. ag goods. But the latest on that is that they were halting new purchases, not canceling old ones, so existing old crop sales should be expected to go through. Unlike Reuters' survey for corn, predictions for soybean acres planted are expected to be up about a million acres from July following the NAS resurvey. But Tom, looking at the same survey, trade estimates a yield decrease down to 47.6 bushels an acre for soybeans, taking the overall production estimates down 45 million bushels from that July number. That could be, but uh, kind of a similar story to corn. Many are estimating an increase in old crop soybean carryout of around 15 million bushels from that July report. This could somewhat offset the uh, lower production numbers. So as always, we want to talk about why this matters. Three things could happen after this report on Monday. The market could go up, it could go down, or it could stay mostly unchanged. As we've learned from past experiences, it's not always about what the numbers end up being, but rather what the trade expected them to be. An increase or decrease in any of the areas compared to last month's report may not necessarily be a market mover if it stays within the trade's range of estimates. It's important you're prepared for any of these scenarios. Have your offers in if the market jumps up and be prepared to know your jumping off point if you know you want or need to price your grain before the end of this crop year. Good point, Cheyenne. Um, as far as what to watch for, obviously we're all waiting for this August 12th WASDE report. It's out at 11 a.m. I think it feels like we've been waiting for that for months and you know, perhaps it has been a couple months since that June report that we saw the, the big discrepancy. But this will include some resurveyed data following that June acreage report. Along with that, don't forget, we'll be doing a special release of the podcast Monday afternoon following that report. So tune in for a summary of the numbers and what they could mean for our markets. Cheyenne, how about a tweet of the week? Right, Tom. So we've kind of been mixing in some other things with this tweet of the week. We've done some fun facts and we've done some holidays. But... With the report coming out on Monday, I thought it would be good to have a little market advice in there and kind of relate to what's going on in ag Twitter. So the tweet I found this week says, don't buy into anyone's opinion a week before this USDA report, because this year is unlike any other year, just like every year. And I think a lot of us can really relate to that as I'm talking to producers and we're talking about the basis and everything. And I find myself saying, you know, this is kind of an unusual thing to see this time of year. And then I think back and remember having similar conversations last year as we were going into the fall and looking at our soybean basis. So just maybe a a note to not focus so much on whether you think that market's going to go up or down, but asking yourself, what's my price point and what do I need to look at making some sales with this crop ahead of that report? So in conclusion, we appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter as part of the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. We look forward to your comments and questions. Just drop an email to podcast at landiscooperative.com. As we've been talking for a while now, our tagline continues to make sense. Bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening. We'll both be back next week.